This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, so good to be with you. You're going to have to listen quickly this morning, all right? Is that okay? Can you do that? Can you listen quickly? Um, I'm going to jump into a message that I've titled uh, Jubilee. We're actually wrapping up a series that we've been in for a little bit called Known, where we're known by God and He's, he's known by us. Um, but oft- oftentimes we look into the Word uh, of God and we see words like Jubilee and we have no understanding, even personally, of what that word actually means and actually Represents. So I'm just going to kind of dive in a little bit to this because here's what I believe, just to give you kind of the context of where I'm going this morning. I believe that we are living in a moment of redemption like we've never experienced before in human history. And it's for you personally, it's for our region, it's for our nation, it's for the nations of the earth, it's for the unborn, it's for the, the kids in foster care, it's, it's for all, all of humanity that God wants to pour something out. Redeem means to be bought back with what was intended, originally intended, for those realities, for those people, for those circumstances and situations. So I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Powerful verse. We're going to put this up on the screen there for you. But it's Jesus speaking. He, he comes out of the wilderness. Con, little context here. He comes out of the wilderness where he was 40 days tempted, or the word there actually literally means proven by the devil. So this was not a fat past fail test. Jesus already had within him what the Father knew he was going to represent or represent. So it was just a time where that was being put on display. You may not realize this, but even in your wilderness seasons and my wilderness seasons, it's not a pass-fail moment. It's actually a proving time to us on what we actually carry on the inside. Do you follow me? So this is the context. He comes out of the wilderness, steps into a synagogue, and the scroll is opened to this very scripture, and he gets up and begins to read. Look what he says. It's powerful. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'll take this for yourself, okay? Because we are, we are sons after Jesus. He was the firstborn. We are following in his ways. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me or graced me to be hope for the poor, those that are in need of whatever God is wanting to give to them. Hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, New eyes for the blind and to preach to prisoners, you are set free. Now look at this last little portion of the scripture with me. I have come to share the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has come. So this is why I want to talk to you about Jubilee because we can't really understand what Jesus is trying to say here if we don't get what the word means. The word jubilee actually comes from a Hebrew word, yobal, which means ram's horn trumpet. And what the, the Israelites would do, it, they would sound through this trumpet a pronouncement of a new season at every Jewish new year. 
And if you think about New Year or, 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 or you know, this celebration time, um, think um, a new season. Anybody want a new season in life? Anybody want a new beginning? <laughs> Come on, anybody want a change of scenery in, the, in, in terms of like what you've been living out with your life and you want to see something different? Come on. A fresh start? How awesome is it to have moments of fresh starts in our life where, man, all things are just becoming new in those moments? With where things were, those things are left behind. This is the God that we serve, right? Just even for Wendy and I, because I, I want to be vulnerable here this morning. I want to I talk to you about pr- the real practice of our own lives, Wendy and I, and our family that we've, that we've walked through and navigated Honestly, over the last five years, how many of you know five years is a long wilderness season? A year is too long, right? Sometimes a day is too long, but depends on what's going on. But these are proving grounds, proving moments. We, we know that God doesn't bring these things upon us. We know where that stuff comes from, especially harm or different difficulties and stuff like that. But nonetheless, we walk through these things. Lost my mom to cancer, breast cancer. Wendy then lost her dad to Parkinson's. During COVID, Wendy lost her job, her favorite job where she was employed. We had a follow, just following that, an, uh, an unlawful and unjust eviction attempt against us here in this building for the sake of really greed and what, you know, beautiful development that's happened in our city, but greed in, in terms of what was going on behind the scenes. Then Wendy's mom gets breast cancer. Our son tears his knee playing lacrosse, and his dreams of his future in athletics are thwarted. I'm just giving you guys the highlights. There was more than this thing. Okay, like Juan and Savannah, my beautiful daughter and son-in-law, lost a baby after six years of, through miscarriage of trying to have a child. And then early in this year... They lose Juan's mom to breast cancer. Very difficult moments, right? But there's redemption. There's redemption. There's a sound that's going out in the earth, even right now, over our hearts. Saying that something new, something fresh is upon us. And he wants us to realize this moment. Because it's a key moment. It's a moment that could change everything. The other day we got Amazon packages delivered to our house. Anybody else use Amazon? It's the craziest thing. You can order something the night before and it'll show up at 5 o'clock in the morning the next day. Come on, somebody. What a time to be alive. I love Amazon. But we were getting packages after packages from some lady it was not our name on the on the package list and i mean i'm telling you it was like christmas these things were coming to our house i'm not talking one package i'm talking three four five six packages a day so us being good moral believers in jesus okay go with me here 
We pack up the, all these packages, put them in our car, go to Wall, or, uh, uh, Whole Foods, because they, they have a distribution center there, to give these packages back to Amazon. And they're like, we can't accept these packages. I'm like, what are we going to do with these packages? So we take them back to our house, and then I give, begin giving these packages, because they didn't stop there. They kept coming. I'd give them to every Amazon driver that would come through our neighborhood. And I almost kind of saw a look on that Amazon driver's face like, man, this is a good day for me, kind of thing. Finally, eventually, one of them said, listen, we can't take back these packages. You just need to keep the rest of the ones that come to your house. And we only got one more. And I was like, Wendy, open it. Just open that thing up. Open that thing up. We called Amazon. This is all recorded for the record. Pastor Darren and Wendy ain't going to jail for, for Amazon collusion, okay? But we tried everything to keep these packages from coming into our hands. But we opened one package because the guy told us to. And you know what was in that package? This is crazy. Two t-shirts, one Wendy's size and one my size that were black. They looked pretty cool. But they had the definition on the front. The whole t-shirt was, was a definition of what serendipity is. I'm just like, oh my Lord, you can't make this stuff up. Serendipity, it says, an occurrence or development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. Come on. And I'm going to wear this t-shirt for the whole world to see. Because I believe I deserve this t-shirt. Crazy redemption that we've seen. We've learned how to navigate loss with still a hopeful expectation of the resurrection to come. Wendy just got that job back two weeks ago that she lost during COVID and is loving life right now. She doesn't want to come home to her husband because she's having so much fun (laughs) at the job. Wendy's mom was healed of breast cancer. Praise the Lord. And we just found out that my daughter and son-in-law have made it through the first trimester of a brand new pregnancy. Come on! Woo! We have Juan's father and and brother in town because we are doing a gender reveal today. Let me tell you something. That's a millennial thing. We had no idea what we were even having when we had kids. You couldn't even see the sex of the baby on the sonograms back when we were being raised. In fact, there was no sonogram thing. Okay, that's not true. Anyhow, I'm exaggerating. We used to walk through 10 feet of snow to get to school when I was a little kid. I'm not going to have time to get into this full message, but here's what I, here's what I want to say to you. There's this 
moment where Jesus comes out of the wilderness and he makes a proclamation that had incredible ramifications to it. It was a serendipitous moment, 100% for humanity. He says, guys, it's time. Are we able to hear this morning that it's time and there's a moment for us? You got to sense it. You got to feel it. Because listen, I could go around this room. I know. I know your stories. There have been many things that each of you have journeyed with in the last year, two years, ten years, five, five years, ten years, whatever the case may be. And there have been assaults against your mind and your heart and things that you've walked through. But there's a moment upon us and it is time where we have found favor with the Father. He says, the time of God's great acceptance has come. Can you imagine? Redemption. Quickly, I just want to say this to you. You know, what was interesting um, from the creation of the earth, there was some stuff that was kind of set in place. And I'm just going to take this little part here, wrap it up, tie a bow on it, because I have some baby gender stuff going on pretty quickly, all right? But here's, here's the thing. What, what I found out when I studied into this Jubilee thing a little bit, every second, seventh day, the Lord set in place what was called a, sta- a Sabbath to do what? Establish a healthy work-life balance. Because after the fall of man, things were going to get a little crazy in the world, right? So he's like, hey, let me help you out a little bit. Every seventh day, take a day off. It's all good. And then you can recharge and then go back because work was toil. It was toil, right? And then every seven years was to be a Shemitah year or year of Jubilee, which gave them a practical structure for the stewardship of land. They would give land a rest. It was wisdom being given by God on how to to manage the brokenness of this earth. It was like, hey, listen, every year give the land a rest. And if you do that, you'll have more crops in the year to come. You guys following with me? I'm going to have to move quickly. And then every 50 years or seven cycles of 49 years and then entering in to to a final year, it was called the Jubilee of Jubilees. It was a total economic cultural, environmental, and community reset where slaves that were incarcerated for debt were released. Where communities torn by inequality were brought back to the rightful status that they were supposed to have as human beings created in the image of God. But here's my question for you. And I'm going to leave us with this. Could there be anything bigger than a jubilee of jubilees? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You know, sometimes we think the story is is good, but it's way better than we actually think. There'll be a part two to this message because I'm just giving you the intro today. Come on, somebody. Fifty-year jubilee of jubilees. Could there be anything bigger than that. What about, as the band comes back up, what about 50, 50 50-year jubilees? When did that start and when did it finish? I want to leave you with a mind-blowing thing this morning. Look at this with me. 
I want you to look at this graphic that we're going to put up. If you can see this. There it is. Okay, look at this. There were 490 years, or 50 times 50. Is that right? 50 times 50? Is that 490? If you add 10, how much? 2,500? Forget what I'm even saying this morning, okay? Just look at the graphic, all right? Don't listen to Pastor Darren. Look at the screen. Come on. The point is, is that this, this, this... Jubilee motion got set into place at the flood. The other day where I was driving, we saw a whole big rainbow over Pompano Beach, and the Lord was like, pay attention to the rainbow, Darren. There were promises that were instituted. People had to walk through some stuff, but there was that. Then at God's first covenant, another 490, Passover and Exodus, Solomon's temple, Jerusalem renewal, and then the crucifixion at 33 AD completed... 50 50 year cycles of jubilee right there next next diagram i want you to see this there it is 490 years each look at this next diagram can you see the movement of god that led up to this moment that was way better than people think when jesus got up and said guys the time is here All that you've been under, all that you've been walking through, because the full redemption had not come yet to the planet, God's mercy was there. He put some things into place to help us get by. But this was no longer going to be a getting by season for his people. Because some of us, you know, we've gotten used to challenges. We've kind of lost our dreams a little bit. God's like, listen, there's something I did through my son that was announced on that day when he came out of the wilderness so that when you come out of yours, you're going to know what's next. In fact, the enemy of your soul, which has tried to steal stuff from you, rob things from your life, break and crush you through shame and condemnation, even with our own mistakes. He's going to have to repay us a hundredfold because of what Jesus has done. It's not going to just be restoration, but it's going to be restoration greater than we think. And the moment of this redemption is here. We'll go into this another Sunday. But you remember that section in Luke where Jesus is talking to his disciples. They're marveling at this this beautiful temple with stonework and ornamentation that's just breathtaking. And the Lord says, hey, pretty soon, not one stone is going to be standing, left remaining. Can you imagine you ever had a moment in life where like things didn't end up like you thought they thought man this this is this is all we've been living for this building god's like i have a way bigger plan than a building i have human hearts where i want to put my presence and dwell in them richly not in some thing that's been constructed out of stone 
And then he tells them some stuff about some things they're going to walk through. Because in, in key moments, you need to hear me, please, as we're wrapping this up. In key moments in human history, the pressure comes on humanity because of darkness. They're, it's nervous. Darkness, in fact, we, we try to, fear tries to come on us. The only one that's really afraid is fear itself. That's why it tries to project that stuff on us. When you're experiencing a spirit of fear, it's actually because that spirit has come near you and it's afraid, trying to make you feel like you're afraid. So the pressure's on, right? And it's not fun, man. It's not fun to walk through those pressure moments. Jesus tells them, hey, listen, here's some things that are going to go down. You know, you're going to be persecuted. Some of you are going to be taken captive. I mean, not awesome. Can you imagine, like, they're already shaken by, like, that. You mean the temple's coming down, and now you're telling us all this? Like, but then he says this. I'll close with this. He said, when you see all these things, lift up your eyes to the one from whom your help comes from for your redemption is drawing near. It's here. This is the moment for the church. The reason there was such energy in the room today about worship that's going to grow and continue like we've never even known before. It's go, it's just not, it's just beginning to touch, fairly scratch the surface. This thing's going to blow up. The enemy always overplays his hand. He's way overplayed his hand with all he's tried to do to take you out. But you're still standing. And God is with you. Would you stand to your feet with me as we take just one moment to lift up our eyes? What does that mean? That means that, you know, we're not going to let the news of the world affect the posture of our heart. The news of our circumstance affect the posture of our heart. And we're going to recognize this one who is seated upon a throne and is reigning over all things. Letting the free will of man play out because of love. But knowing that there's some living stones. Man, come on, Jesus. That are being brought together in relationship. Sometimes it's a few. Sometimes it's a couple hundred. Sometimes it's thousands. But globally, it's millions upon millions. And they're selling out with all of their hearts to the moment that God is coming and bringing to us right now on the earth. And you know what they're doing? They're lifting up their eyes to the hills. The ones seated on top of all the mountains of influence of the world. And and saying, our redemption is here. The day of the Lord's favor is at hand. Let us walk in it. Could we just lift our hands all over this place? Father, would you come and would you touch every heart in this room today? Would you inspire hearts that, Lord, this is truly a serendipitous moment that, God, you are giving us new clothes to wear that are making this announcement. I pray that we cast off garments that have been heavy, that have been dirty, that have been torn and tattered. Lord, would you clothe us? Come on, all over this room. And would you clothe us in royalty, Lord? For we are royalty before our God who is seated on 
on a throne. We serve a king who reigns. Everybody look at here, look up here just for a minute. Did you guys see the, the king's coronation in England on Saturday? Wow, what a spectacle. What a spectacle. The English can do it right when it comes to queuing things up and doing marches and putting on nice costumes and all. It's, it's amazing. And as I was watching it, the Lord speaks to me and he says, Darren, what's coming to the church, the real royalty on the earth, royal sons and daughters is going to blow people's minds. The beauty, the glory, the honor, the, 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 the praise, the, the dynamic, just all that people are going to feel in this moment is going to be unlike anything we've ever known. And this is for you. And for you, and for you, and for you, and for every single person in this room. So get ready, because God is going to do something mind-blowing more than you could ever. Whatever you've gone through, he's going to have to pay back. That adversary's going to have to pay back. Can we give Jesus a huge hand clap of praise? Listen, God bless you guys. We'll see you back here next Sunday. Um, take some time just to ponder this. They're going to pray, uh, play. You guys are free to hang out. We know we have kids in the back. If you could pick them up, that'd be awesome. God bless you guys. Have an amazing Sunday. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.